Good morning, good morning, good morning. Woo, hey, hello, I'm waving at you. Um, How are you? Are you all good? Oh, I really, really hope so. Um, me, I am absolutely tickety-boo and fine and dandy. Thank you very much for asking. Um, so, what have we got in store for you today? We've got lots of different days, um, the, the uh, national days, um, to tell you about. Some are funny and some are not. <laughs> but, <coughs> oh, excuse me. What did you all do yesterday? Did you all have a nice time? Um, because it wasn't school day here. Um, it was Saturday, wasn't it? So uh, no school. What do you do when there's no school? Do you just sit around the house? Or do you go out and play? Or did you have to go shopping or something with your mum and dad? Oh, all the possibilities that you could be doing. Well, what did we do? Um, I went shopping, had to go shopping. Otherwise, my children would have starved um, because we had no snacks. <laughs> Dreadful occurrence. Um, we went to see my mum and... Uh, what else did we do? We had a um, a little um, play on the park. Ooh, what else? I think that was it. Today I am cooking sausage casserole. Oh, love sausage casserole. We're going to have sausage casserole and... Um, Oh, mashed potato tonight for tea. I know it's Sunday and I know we should be having a roast, but we're not. <laughs> we're having sausage casserole instead because I've already got all the things. Um, uh, what else are we doing today? Um, I am finishing off <clears throat> the knitted things that I've got to do so that I can post them in the morning and what else uh well we're going to do a, a little experiment because i didn't have time we're go i'm going to tell you how to do the experiment as well but i didn't have time to check it out and try it before i told you about it so i thought do you know what it doesn't matter we can all do it together you can do it in your house and I can do it in my house and we'll meet again tomorrow with and compare all the results and we'll see whether it worked for you and whether it worked for me. What do you think? I think that's a good idea, don't you? <laughs> so I'll tell you how to, what we're going to be doing um, <clears throat> in a bit. So what else? Um, the riddle from yesterday uh, was, let me remind you what it was. What kind of tree can you carry in your hand? Now, did anybody get that? Of course they did. Um, so 
The first one to message me was Angel. What a lovely name. I love the name Angel. Um, and she says, I'm in Wales and the answer to the riddle is palm. Of course, palm tree and the palm of your hand. Of course it was. <clears throat> well done, Angel. I do love that name. That's so nice. Um, so today's riddle, let's see whether you can guess this one. I love to dance and twist. I shake my tail as I sail away when I fly wingless into the sky. Ooh, that sounds like a difficult one. Um, what could that be? I love to dance and twist. I shake my tail as I sail away when I fly wingless into the sky. What am I? Ooh. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> oh, dear me. I do wish I could stop waking up with a frog in my throat. Um, right. What about an experiment? What do you think? Do you think you're ready for one? <laughs> well, all you need is a grape and a glass of water. Sounds like an easy one, doesn't it? Now, what you need to do is put the grape in the freezer. Okay. So, just one grape. Try and get it so that it's got a little bit of um, stalk on the top. You know, when you pull them off, um, when you eat them, you take the stalk bit off, don't you? So try and get it so that when you break it off the, the bunch of grapes, you get just the tiny little piece of stem still left on it. Um, it doesn't matter if you don't, but it's easier if you do. Um... So that you put it in the freezer and you freeze the life out of that grape. <laughs> you keep it in there for a good few hours, okay? But then when you take it out, you put the frozen grape into a glass of water. And what do you think happens? Well, according to my friend who sent me this, told me about this, um, he said it will turn the water to ice. Well, now, we are going to see whether that works. He said the whole glass of water will turn to ice around the um, uh, grape. So... Let's see whether it works. I can't wait to see whether it works. I'm going to put my grape in the freezer um, as soon as I finish talking to you. So there you go. Um, my friend is, uh, he sends videos and he tells uh, my children um, all sorts of experiments and all sorts of maths tricks Um and all different things uh, that, you know, they love. Um, they love watching the videos that he sends. And they love um, being told all these different things. Um, and they learn such a lot. Uh, so, 
so yeah so thank you matt for telling me telling us about the grape in the freezer so and all the other things that you've told us as well um so what days is it today days is it that doesn't sound right does it what day is it today it is sunday isn't it it is the 22nd of january which means it is chinese new year is celebrated today not only is chinese new year celebrated today but it's also strangely enough chinese spring festival lots and lots of celebrations going on in china and it's also the korean new year as well so oh my goodness in korea we have <clears throat> the new year there as well so it's the dance of the seven veils day today so <laughs> you can always do the dance of the seven veils personally don't really know how to do it but i'm sure it's on youtube somewhere and someone could teach me <laughs> so it's national polka dot day today and also national hot sauce day <clears throat> so hot sauce day is no no good to me but maybe you should wear something polka dotty um now there's a couple of Oh, love these one of them is um so it's coming from the cold day um and it is cold out there today however <clears throat> it's a bit weird because in places like new zealand and um uh australia places like that it's not actually that cold um although uh, there is a lot of flooding in Australia at the moment and I really, really do hope that you are all staying safe. Um, all my listeners from Australia, please let me know that you are um, safe and well with everything that's going on over there. Um, and it's Celebration of Life Day today as well. Now, you've heard of Mother's Day and you've heard of Father's Day. Well, this is Children's Day, which you may think, and a lot of parents may think, oh, well, that's every day in my house. It's every day in my house, too. But it's to celebrate um, the birth of your child, the celebrate pregnancy celebrate um just celebrate everything about children um how wonderful they are because they are wonderful um they are a gift um an absolute joy um to have so yeah definitely definitely celebrate them today it's national blonde brownies day <laughs> not we call them blondies here i don't know um but i'm not over keen on them they're just they're like brownies you know the cakes that you make um but they're a blonde version so they look white rather than um chocolate flavored <clears throat> i don't like brownies so 
I definitely don't like blondies. Um, but one of the best, best, best days today has got to be National Answer Your Cats Questions Day. What? So, yeah, you have to go and answer any question that your cat asks today. That is it. You have to answer it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're all going to be mad and talk to the cats today. Mind you, I talk to my cat every day anyway. So, um, Andy talks to me. So, 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 let us see. What book shall we read today? I think I was going to go for um, chapter five of Me, Millie, Lemons and Airplanes. It's chapter five, The Bangloss, apparently. <clears throat> so here goes. The next morning, as I walked past the little farm on my way to school, it was completely quiet there. Nothing to see, nothing to hear. But when I had almost arrived at school, I thought I heard an explosion. Oh, I couldn't concentrate much on my schoolwork that morning. I was wondering if that weird girl was still blowing stuff into pieces inside the little silo and I sh if I should do anything to help her forget about the whole thing. When school was finally finished, I was so excited about finding out what was going on at the little farm that I ran all the way there, filled with questions about what I might get to see. But I was a bit disappointed when I arrived and saw that nothing was happening. But I knew now that someone lived there and that she wasn't dangerous. So I walked up to the little house and knocked on the door. <clears throat> but nobody opened. Although I knew it was a bit rude, I took the liberty of peeking through the windows. It was very sparsely furnished inside. In the living room, there was nothing but a sofa and a small square table. In the tiny kitchen, there was a round table with a single chair beside it. In the bedroom, there was only a mattress in the middle of the floor. There was nothing more. At least, not that I could see. I suddenly felt quite sad, imagining that she lived there all by herself in such an empty and lonely house. I continued over to the silo and put my ear to the gate. Not a sound. I thought she might be in there anyway, and I bent down, grabbed the gate and lifted it up. Empty. It was completely empty inside. No scrap, not a screw, not even a grain of dust. Where had everything gone? Had she spent the whole night cleaning? Oh no, that couldn't be right. I had heard an explosion on my way to school. And she couldn't possibly have succeeded with that insane project. 
Or could she? Oh no, that was impossible. Maybe the whole thing had just been a dream. I closed the gate again and carefully studied everything around me while I walked away from there. There was no sign of Millie or any trace of the scrap metal that used to be a car. I had to figure out what had happened, but it had to wait. First, I had to deliver lemons to Mrs Grum, and today I was supposed to deliver twice as many. And should I have any hope of being paid, I needed to deliver on time. I walked away, walked home, found a basket and went to the lemon tree. As always, there were six lemons in the tree. This time I picked all six of them, put them in the basket and headed for Mrs Grum's house. This time I wasn't in too much of a hurry, so I walked calmly and peacefully along the way. It was one of those lovely hot early summer days with only a few clouds in the sky. It was quiet and peaceful where I was walking, just some cheerful chirping of birds and the sound of water flowing past in the small but quite powerful stream that ran alongside the road. But when I listened carefully, there was something else too. A howling sound in the distance. I couldn't really put my finger on what it could be. But the sound grew louder, which suggested that whatever it could be, it was coming closer. Hmm, I couldn't see anything and I couldn't place where the sound came from. So I stopped and looked behind me, but there was nothing there either. I turned around and swoosh! At a furious speed, something flew past me so close that I was thrown up in the air where I spun around a few times before landing between the road and the small powerful stream. My head buzzed a bit as I walked back up on the road, but otherwise I felt fine. Whatever it was that had flown past me was now totally gone. But I had a feeling of what it could be and that it would probably come back mm, soon. And just as I thought, the noise suddenly appeared again. And I could see something bright and shiny fly toward me from pretty far away. When it was no more than about 300 feet away, I could see it quite clearly. It looked very much like the car that Millie had blown up, just a little longer and pointier with a couple of stubby wings on the sides. It came straight towards me and I should probably have tried to get away but now I felt quite sure I knew what it was. Millie had actually done it. She had blown together all the parts from the car 
to become the amazing plane she dreamt of. And if I knew Millie, she would break right in front of me. I was standing completely still, waiting as the plane came closer. But when it was so close that I could almost touch it, I began to fear I'd been wrong and that I would be flown straight down. But then it suddenly stopped. The plane was floating completely steady in the air in front of me. As expected, a familiar face popped up from the top of the plane. This time Millie wore the big glasses in front of her eyes and she had a big smile on my fa- on her face. Unbelievable! You did it, I said. Of course. Who is it now that's crazy? I who blew together an aeroplane or you who didn't have sense enough to move when something is coming at you at hundreds of miles per hour, Millie said. You would never have run me over, I replied. It was just luck that I managed to slow down, Millie said. I didn't believe that for a second. You're not going to ask me to join me for a ride, she asked. Well, first I have to deliver today's lemons, I replied. That was when I discovered the lemon basket that was lying upside down beside the stream without a single lemon inside. Oh no, I said. I lost the lemons in the stream when you made me fall over. So go get a couple new ones. They're just lemons, Millie said. No, it's not that simple. They're not ordinary lemons. They're the world's best and sweetest lemons and they grow only on one tree in the whole world and that tree only grows six lemons every day i replied i'll take care of it climb on board millie said confidently i really didn't have any idea how she was going to take care of it but for a girl who had just blown together an airplane perhaps it wasn't totally impossible The inside of the plane resembled very much the way it had looked inside the car she had blown up, and she was controlling the plane with the same shiny cube. What exactly is that thing you use to control the plane, I asked. It's my bangloss, she responded briefly. Bangloss? That's a weird thing to call something, I said. I don't think so. It makes things go bang and it's glossy. So it's a perfect name if you ask me. How does it work? I asked curiously. I just concentrate on what I want it to do, press the button and then things usually turn out in the best possible way. Millie explained that's all there is to it. It wasn't the best explanation I'd ever heard. But maybe it was just as simple as that. The speed of her plane was absolutely amazing and we were at my house in no time. Millie jumped out of the plane and walked towards the lemon tree. And I followed right behind her. 
As soon as we reached the tree, Millie pulled out the tiny bottle with the blue liquid and opened it. Then she sat down on her knees in front of the tree. I noticed that she was still holding the bangloss in her hand. She poured some of the blue liquid into it and like before, it came out in the form of a sparkling cloud of tiny colourful bubbles that fell down at the foot of the tree. Then she got up and stepped away from the tree. She held the bangloss tight and closed her eyes. It was as if her thoughts were in a completely different world. Then she raised her finger and pressed the button on the bangloss. For a moment I thought the whole tree was going to explode, but then I remembered that this time she hadn't used any dynamite. Instead of a violent explosion, it was just a little poof and a small amount of smoke. Afterwards, I heard a powerful gurgling sound, as if the tree had suddenly drunk a few hundred gallons of water. It must have been the mysterious bubbles that were being sucked into the tree. Millie opened her eyes again and said, we're not going to have to wait for a very long time. Wait for what? I asked. Lemons, of course, she replied. It's a lemon tree. It's not going to grow giraffes or waffles. She was right. A few moments later, I could see six tiny lemons about the size of marbles. A couple of minutes after that, they were the size of plums. The whole thing took no more than five minutes before they were fully grown lemons. Completely astounded, I picked six lemons and discovered that at the very top of the tree, it grew a final seventh lemon. I picked, climbed up to pick it. I took hold of it and pulled it loose from the tree. Suddenly, two big eyes opened on the lemon and it looked at me. Hi, it said. Startled, I threw it away and fell backward down from the tree. Fortunately, I landed softly on the grass. The talking lemon flew playfully in the air over the tree a couple of rounds before it flew off and disappeared. Um, did did you see that? I said. I sure did. What bad manners. When somebody says hi, it's normal to say hi back. Not to throw them away, Millie said. By the way, weren't you in a hurry? She was right again. I got up and went to pick up the lemon basket. I was quite shocked when I discovered that the lemons were floating around in the air just above the basket. I can't deliver these to Mrs Grum, I exclaimed. Oh, it will pass soon. They're probably just a bit too fresh yet. Shove them back into the basket and wrap them over with something, Millie said. I ran into the house and picked up a purple kitchen towel that I found under the kitchen counter. Then I put the lemons back into the basket and put the towel over it. Millie was already back inside the plane. I climbed in too and I was careful to hold the towel 
firmly over the basket. We got up in the air quickly and a short while later we flew over the small farm with a little almost empty house where Millie apparently lived. Do you live there all alone? I asked. <clears throat> like I said, where I live is none of your business, she replied. You need to stop asking the same questions all the time. I still couldn't quite let it go. So I asked a little more. Don't you have any parents? Millie didn't answer. Mine are gone too, I said. Then I told the story of how my parents had disappeared somewhere just outside of Australia. Millie said nothing while I told my story. She just looked at the screen and controlled the plane. But a little while after, when we arrived at Mrs Grum's house, she turned and looked at me. I've never met my dad. I don't even know if he's alive, and I don't know if he knows that I'm alive. All I know is that he moved far away from here many years ago. A mother I have, however, she's just not very nice. So one day, about three years ago, when she was out for work, I left the house and moved to the little farm to live by myself, Millie said. She can't be that bad, I said. Worse, Millie answered and looked back at the screen. She probably knows where I live and still she hasn't even come by to try to get me to move back home again. Is that why you're making yourself an airplane? To fly off to find your dad? I asked. <laughs> what makes you think that? Maybe I just like the speed and danger of flying fast. <clears throat> she replied. So you're not going to fly off and look for your dad then, I said. Well, so what if I am? Millie replied. Now you need to get out. I have a plane to blow up. What? I exclaimed. You can't be serious. It's not flying high enough. It needs some adjustments, she calmly replied. Speechless, I climbed out of the plane and jumped down to the ground. Like the last time, Millie took off as soon as she had let me out. Still fascinated by the unusual airplane, I stood and watched until it was completely gone. It didn't take very long. As soon as it was a few feet above the ground, it was as if she put it in a special super gear and from standing almost completely still until it was out of sight only took a few seconds. The speed was almost more impressive looking at it from the outside than when I had been on the inside. Wow. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, well, well. Um, oh, fancy having a lemon that grows eyes and talks. Oh, my goodness me. Um, well, maybe in the next chapter we'll find out more about Millie. And, ooh, more about different things. And maybe we will go and find this mysterious island in Australia <laughs> anyway um, don't forget do your experiment with your grape and tell me 
send me messages or um, pictures, uh, anything like that, so that I can see whether yours worked and I'll let you know whether mine worked. <laughs> so until tomorrow, have a great, great day and I will see you all again tomorrow. Until then, take care and stay safe. Bye for now.